So welcome back again to the last session. Um, I uh, just now was looking for uh, um, the sutras that I read out to you, called Simile of the Mountain, and I was looking for uh, Abande Sujato's translation. I thought I'd put it in Adit. So I'm going to, because of the wording, sometimes it's easier to understand uh, Ajahn Bande Sujato's using uh, the language that it is uh, more contemporary, that uh, easier for us to understand. But sometimes I like to use, I like to read the older translation by Bhikkhu Bodhi. So the, so, but this one probably is easier. So I'm just going to, um, how about read that out? Um, because it is um, uh, relevant to summarizing the retreat. So I'm just read that part out. Uh, this is from uh, Ajahn Sujato's uh, uh, translation. Um, just a section of it that I'm going to read. Or you would like to listen to the whole thing again? Yeah? yeah? Okay. So uh, he said in a different way, which is nice. Um, so this is the, um, the simile of the mountain. So I'm just to read to start off with reading that sutra out. And you can Google it. Uh, it is free on uh, Sutta Center. You can just uh, Google the name of the sutra called Simile of the Mountain. At Savati, King Personity of Kusala sat to one side, and Buddha said to him, So great king, where are you coming from in the middle of the day? Sir, they are anointed aristocratic kings who are infatuated with authority and obsessed with greed for sensual pleasures. They have attained stability in the country, occupying a vast conquered territory. Today, I have been busy fulfilling the duties of such kings. What do you think, great king? Suppose a trustworthy and reliable man were to come from the east. He will approach you and say, Please, sir, you should know this. I come from the east. There I saw a huge mountain that reached the clouds, and it was coming this way, crushing all creatures. So then, great king, do what you must. Then a second trustworthy and reliable man were to come from the west, a third from the north, and a fourth from the south. He will approach you and say, Please, sir, you should know this. I come from the south. There I saw a huge mountain that reached the clouds, and it was coming this way, crushing all creatures. So then, great king, do what you must. Should such a dire threat arise, a terrible loss of human life, when human birth is so rare, what would you do? Sir, what could I do? But practice the teachings, practice molarity, doing skillful and good actions. I tell you, great king, 
I announce to you, O age and death, are advancing upon you. Since O age and death are advancing upon you, what will you do? So, what can I do? But practice the teaching, practice molarity, doing skillful and good actions. So there are anointed aristocratic kings who are infatuated with authority and obsessed with greed for sensual pleasures. They have attained stability in the country, occupying a vast conquered territory. Such kings engage in battles of elephants, cavalry, chariots, or infantry. But there's no place, no scope for such battles when old age and death are advancing. So um, this, uh, it said again and again, you can't fight even though whatever weapon you have with old age and death. Um, whatever, how much, we'll say, how much money you have, or we have, how much, um, whatever big um, battles or nuclear weapons or anything we have, uh, we cannot fight old age and death. In this royal court, there are ministers of wise counsel who are capable of dividing and approaching enemy by wise counsel, but there is no place, no scope for such diplomatic battles where old age and death are advancing. I love this because, you know, some people are so good in their strategies or some people are so good with their argument or um, discussion or they will win everything. However, whatever you say, you cannot persuade old age and death to go away. In this royal court, there is abundant gold coins and bullion stored in dungeons and towers. Using this wealth, we can pay off an approaching enemy. But there's no place, no scope for such monetary battles when old age and death are advancing. So when old age and death are advancing, what can I do but practice the teaching, practice morality, doing skillful and good actions? That is so true. That's the Buddha say, great king. That is so true. When old age and death are advancing, what can you do but practice the teaching? Practice molarity, doing skillful and good actions? That is what the Buddha say. So that is uh, uh, the uh, sutras that uh, I love that. Um, it's good to remember that as well. Uh, there's nothing, when there's nothing we can do, there's a lot of situation, but at least we know that we can. Uh, we have the teaching of the Buddha, and uh, we have um, 
they still can practice uh, uh, loving kindness and uh, compassion and being at peace and at ease with yourself and do whatever you can. All the good actions, good deed. I must say, just now the uh, guided meditation actually summarized a lot of things that we talk about the whole weekend. And um, for after this retreat, um, oh, I just want to say we investigated old age, sickness, and death. It is. Um, quite a big topic. And it is um, something that it is very important. And yet, it can touch our heart emotionally. Some of us might be raw from that investigation. And um, we also hear in this situation, we have the space and the quietness of the mind and a feeling of uh, uh, security and safety, and uh, surrounded by uh, kindness and peace, that we uh, look into what is important to you in your life. That is, uh, um, to me, a lot of people don't look at it because we are too busy. We just go from one thing to another, from uh, uh, being a, a teenager or a uh, teenager to study and then working and then get married and getting old. We just go through the phases of life one after another. And most of the time, we don't have a chance to stop unless you uh, uh, come here uh, to the retreats. That's the time for you to stop. And in this situation, um, it's great to have the opportunity to really ask ourselves, what is important in our life? Um, just like the, even though whatever we ask, whatever that's important to you, it just doesn't matter whatever it is. As I said earlier, even the fact that you think that, yes, I must go and tell the person that I love you. Thank you. Appreciating someone anyone, the family members, especially someone that's dear to you, go and say it. Not wait till uh, uh, that you can't do that anymore. Actually, I'm going to share. I always have story to share. <laughs> um, uh, I was with, uh, of course, I look after Aya Vayama, and she was very sick. Um, she, every night... Before I, you know, we, uh, people helped me, we put her into bed. At the time, she still can speak. Uh, she lost her speech later on. When she still can speak, she, every night before I leave her, um, you know, good night, and uh, I, then I will be, uh, uh, I went to my own room, which is just next door. Um, she always say thank you. Every night. I just got to tell her, I say, Aya, don't worry, I knew, I knew that you appreciate that I'm here. Um, but she said to me, I would like to say it, because she said she, she don't know, she might not be able to say it tomorrow. She might not wake up the next day. 
that is the uh, attitude that is the that we all should have because you never know. So she want to make sure that I aware that she appreciate uh, my presence, and uh, that is her something that uh, to her is important to be able to tell the other person I appreciate you. So that's why um, when during the meditation, I say, go and tell the person that you appreciate them. Don't wait or even pick up the phone because you might not have a chance to say that. And you don't want to have, and we try to, you know, when we was doing the meditation, I say that things that you haven't finished, you will never able to finish, okay, at the time, anytime anything happened. Um, this is uh, one of the examples of you might not be able to go back uh, to call a family member say, I want to tell you all this time that I appreciate you. Um, so the uh, probably make that as a point that for you to consider what you would like to do in your life, what is important. And one of the things that I find that's very helpful and very useful, um, I was, uh, when I was in the Jana Grove uh, last year, of course, I, uh, uh, in, explore and then investigate all sorts of things, including what is the meaning of life. Um, you will heard Ajahn Brahm, everyone talk thousands of times, present moment awareness. <laughs> it seems so, so easy. I actually listened to a talk by another monastic that uh, it, uh, what is the purpose of life? That is the topic of the talk. Um, so to, that is exactly the whole talk is about present moment awareness. To be really here, whatever you do, rather than running away. So there's something for you to investigate a bit more. Now I want to go back to the uh, meditation on death. I do not recommend uh, that to be a regular meditation practice. Um, I will suggest to do things like uh, do uh, your breath uh, as your regular meditation practice or loving kindness or meditation on silence or some people do body uh, awareness because uh, the meditation on death is you being through the, especially the last one, uh, you might find it is really touch your heart, but in a, not in the quiet uh, situation, it will not probably do much to you. You feel really um, sort of uh, really touch your heart. You feel really raw about the, uh, especially that last guided meditation, because you have been practicing quietness, peace. And we have been investigating, and that is a uh, um, call culmination of all your the practice you've been doing this weekend and before that. 
it's good to do that when uh, that is in situation like this. You uh, have to. Uh, so when this opportunity arises, or uh, that is um, um, the retreat, or any workshop available on death and dying, then that is a good time to do it, rather than do it every day. However, the recollection that we have been chanting, you can't um, uh, chant or reflect on that every day. Uh, the five uh, subjects for frequent recollection. Um, as I say, I used to have a various sizes, put it everywhere in the, uh, around uh, the, um, the table, the wall of my own room. Um, especially a period of time that I really want to get my uh, heart into looking at that again and again. So there's something you can do. Um, so t- now I go back, I go back to the meditation. So the best way, um, it's good if you can start, uh, if those who are not haven't started, uh, regular meditation practice. Uh, as I suggested, uh, at least go to uh, any meditation sessions uh, once a week. If you can, uh, you set up a place at home, it's great. Um, Ayavarma has a, a, a Chinese doctor. Um, one day I received a call from her. She's, she treated uh for 10 years, but not, never really interested. But uh, she said, oh, she would like to learn about meta- loving-kindness meditation. Uh, she brought her nine-year-old daughter with her uh, to see me. So we had, uh, um, I did a guided meditation for both of them. Before they left, I suggested to start a shrine. I can't, I didn't say a shrine. I just say a quiet space. So uh, they are Buddhists, so I give them a Buddhist, give, uh, I let the young girl to choose a Buddha statue. So she chose one, uh, really nice one, with uh, uh, just a Buddha and a leaf, a Bodhi leaf or a, um, a lotus leaf. Uh, a, a nice, cute one, not the serious uh, uh, Buddha statue, which is very appropriate for her. And then they wanted to ask me, they say, can I put a what is it, uh, an animal-shaped part of crystal on that? I say, whoa, <laughs> you can put a crystal, but not a decorative type. Uh, she specifically tell me uh, a particular animal. I say, probably not. So I suggest that they get a table. Uh, that I suggest to you as well. Get a table, choose a quiet corner in your room or somewhere in your house. And... Um, have a, if you like to have a Buddha, that's great. If you don't have one, you don't have a Buddha statue, just have some flowers. And this young girl, uh, they collect uh, crystals. I said, yeah, you can put a crystal there. But at the end, she got uh, the Buddha statue from me. Um, I say, they just got a new cat called Mimi, I think. Uh, so I say, well, that corner is great. Any time I say you, uh, the daughter, or mom and dad, or Mimi, the cat, if any time that they feel um, stressed or feel uh, 
anything that uh, they are not happy or whatever, you can go through this special um, quiet corner. Just sit there. Everyone will know you're contemplating. You just want to be quiet. And for those of us that who are met, uh, would like to start a meditation practice, you can sit there as your meditation corner. And of course, for a nine-year-old, it's difficult to tell her, you know, go and meditate. <laughs> and the first time that I did a guided meditation on, med- of, on loving kindness, I'm not sure she can remember much of it. Um, but at least there's a starting point. I say even Mimi the cat can go there. After a while, everyone knows that that is a quiet corner, that uh, you want to be quiet, you don't want to talk too much, you want to be able to sit there to contemplate, or something that you're upset. That's what I told the nine-year-old. Anything that you're upset about, just go there and sit there quietly. And she got it. Because after um, they left uh, uh, the hermitage, they went to Target or Kema. They bought a table because they, saw, they took the photos of it. They set it up nicely. Because they did ask me, I said, not next to a television. Because that is not a quiet corner. You want somewhere that uh, you can't uh, have uh, as quiet as you can. That not the busyness, so that you can sit there to meditate. Some people have it in their room, but in this case, I encourage them for the family, because it's only got a daughter and a cat and a couple. So that's something that I will suggest, uh, if you can, do that. Uh, whatever, wherever it is, even in the garden, someone sent me a beautiful photos of their garden. They have a corner with the water fountain, a place that she can sit. No Buddha statue there, but it's a beautiful space that they will go there early in the morning and they meditate there. And for the meditation, of course, if you can, uh, 20 minutes, a half an hour, but if you can't, 10 minutes, any amount of time to give you the space and the quietness, preferably every day. If not, you can do it a few times a week. I must say when I was working, I didn't do it every day either. <laughs> I, I did try uh, a few times a week. I, uh, I have a shrine that I, uh, I, when I was a lay person. Um, so I will go and sit um, half an hour, a few times a week by myself. So that's something that uh, I strongly encourage you to do. So you can do, just sit there quietly in silence or remind yourself to relax or do med- uh, loving kindness meditation. So there's something that, uh, um, to, if that is something that's important to you, if when you are uh, reflecting, what is important in your life? You want to keep up with this uh, spiritual practice. So do that. And um, another one that um, some of you are very interested in the suttas that I read out. Um, So start that. Um, Even one sutra a week 
or go to Damaloka when there's a Sutta class on. I think there's twice a month, uh, two Sundays per month, there's a Sutta class on. So you can go there or read it yourself. Uh, Google, they're free. Uh, Ajahn Sujato's, um, it is called Sutta Center. And you can just Google it and read whatever you want to read. Um, start, let's say you would like to start with uh, Majjhima Nikaya. Or there is a book called The Buddha's Word by Bhikkhu Bodhi. He organized uh, the suttas uh, in uh, a way that according to different sections. And uh, the sutta is not long. He picked certain suttas and a certain part of the sutta uh, to fit in uh, to the topics, let's say, about, um, I can't remember now, I can't come to my mind, um, from a liberation to uh, um, uh, a life of, uh, uh, there's no death and dying, I must say. I did check because I was looking for the sutras. So I go through uh, quite a lot of uh, sutras uh, or the books that trying to find anyone have a section just on death and dying, but not in that book. So you can start with that. Um, if you want to know, you can come afterwards and I'll let you know the book. It's by Bhikkhu Bodhi. Um, because when I uh, have my first bhikkhuni training, uh, bhikkhuni training, I have a month that I went to Santi a long time ago, 2009. Uh, we have a whole month of uh, training sessions. That's the book that we use that, uh, so that we can go through the whole book in a month. So that you can try that. So um, that's something that you can consider if that is important to you, to get closer to the teaching of the Buddha. So now, um, and now just uh, towards the end of the year, I know not everyone likes to do a, a New Year resolution. Those who like to do that say, what are you going to plan to do for next year? This is a good time to reflect on what is important to you. And you can put into your practice, like I mentioned, you know, um, meditate a few times a week, reading uh, sutras per one sutras per week, really understand it, really know it. Or things like, okay, you want to start to practice renunciation, look into your sensual pleasures. So you can start to offer dana. Uh, there's monasteries, so many monasteries around, even Dharma Loka, you can offer dana on weekend. That uh, offering dana is not just practice renunciation. It allowed you to have opportunity to have contact with the monastics. So if you go to any of the monasteries, you know, you will see you have uh, there's chanting, there's dana, have the chance to meet other practitioners besides just Dharma Loka. And um, then you might have a chance to speak to the monastics that is uh, present. So that is a way to um, be, you can say that the more contact you have, it reminds you about the practice. It keeps you in the path. Um, so that is a suggestion that you can do. Or this uh, after today, you can plan for your next uh, retreat. <laughs> Uh, to be present, 
uh, I knew that uh, some of the retreats you need to book three months ahead <laughs> for the nine days retreat. So that's something that uh, you can plan or go for the next weekend retreat. So that's something that uh, uh, when, you, when we're talking about what is important in your life, that you uh, uh, already uh, hope you have uh, some idea. If not, keep asking the questions to yourself. And then you can uh, follow a way uh, of life that, uh, that you think that just really take you to the directions that you would like to do, go to. Um, I would like to finish the, uh, the sessions and I'm going to go into the uh, guided meditation. I'm going to repeat um, the five subjects for frequent recollection. Uh, we don't need to chant. I'm just going to read out in English the uh, five of them. I just remind all of us what we have been uh, um, contemplating and that you can continue to contemplate. I am of the nature to age. I have not gone beyond aging. I am of the nature to sicken. I have not gone beyond sickness. I am of the nature to die. I have not gone beyond dying. All that is mind, beloved and pleasing, will become otherwise, will become separated from me. I am the owner of my karma, heir to my karma, born of my karma, related to my karma, abide supported by my karma. Whatever karma I shall do, for good or for ill, of that. I will be the heir. Thus, we should frequently recollect. That's why the Buddha encouraged us to do good actions because uh, whatever good things we do, we feel happy and joy in our heart. That's why we're talking about the karma. Whatever good that we do or ill that we do, we will, be, we will inherit it. So we will feel the happiness and joy or regret that uh, I have mentioned in the garden meditation. So we want to put in as many uh, red or pink jelly beans into our jar of life. So that hopefully, eventually, when we put our hand in, the probability of picking up a red one or pink one is higher than the uh, black or white one. So that is, uh, the, to me, the, the pink and the red one uh, of jelly beans, they are the good work, uh, the joy and happiness, peace, contentment that we are cultivating. And um, I also would like to remind you the Biggest thing, when we are looking at old age, sickness and death, we wanted to, I read the last part of the reflection from last night. May my practice this weekend help in the freeing of the heart, 
help to lead me to liberation and freedom. That's what we want to do. Um, Contemplating on all age, sickness, and death is not to increase any of our anxiety or fear, but so that we can lessen our anxiety and fear, so that we can be uh, uh, liberated and free in our heart, because it's no longer a taboo that we can't talk about, no longer uh, something that you know, we need to push away, because our heart is free. So we can accept it, even though it's not yet, but we're working towards it. Okay, now, and um, we're going to uh, do the, I'm going to lead the final um, meditation on loving kindness. So if you like to, you can uh, sort of shake and move your body a bit. It will probably take only 20 to half an hour. So that you can go home with a, a loving heart. But remember to be gentle and kind to yourself um, when uh, you leave here because you have been doing a lot of uh, work in your mind and your heart. And uh, preferably, if you can, not go to a shopping center or go to a party immediately. If you have to, first thing, go back home to put your things down, have a cup of tea quietly before you go. Or do things as gentle if you can. Go for a walk, sit quietly, uh, before you jump into all the business, because uh, your heart is uh, a bit more sensitive now, and uh, a bit uh, because it's quiet, and uh, you have done a lot of uh, investigation and contemplation, it's a bit raw. Um, anything that is uh, too much, will, you will feel overwhelmed easily. And we would like to be uh, gradually eased back into, unfortunately, the world. I know at the moment is very busy and uh, mad because of the Christmas period. So be gentle to yourself. Right. Let me just have a drink before we start. So sit, um, if you can, uh, take your glasses out. Um, that's just a way uh, I would recommend that when we meditate, um, unless you are like me, they need to keep an eye on the time or there's something you need to do. Otherwise, to give the mind, inform the mind that I am now meditating, relax. So you put everything down if you can. And if you are meditating, keep your phone away too. So you're just giving yourself all the signals that this is the downtime. This is a time that I'm relaxed and uh, 
uh, peace and nothing else will interfere for whatever time that you determine to do. And close your eyes, relax. Be very happy with yourself that you spend a weekend contemplating all each sickness and death, looking into your own heart, what is important to you. And then you can bring home to your friends your loved ones, a piece of this quietness. A piece of this wisdom. To repeat some words of loving kindness. You can repeat it in your heart with me, or you just stay in silence and let the words sung into your heart. May I be at peace. May I be at ease. May I be well. You sincerely wish yourself well. You want the best for yourself. May I be well. May I be at peace. May I be at ease. You sending yourself this love, kindness, and peace. Surround yourself from the top of the head all the way to your toes with this gentleness, loving kindness, and good wishes. May I be well, may I be at peace, may I be at ease. You can feel it in your body. It can be just a warmth in your heart or gentle light anywhere in your body, on your head, from your eyes and spread that gentleness of light or warmth throughout the whole body. May I be well. May I be at peace. May I be at ease. Spread this love throughout your whole body. 
to every organ of your body, to every cells and tissues in the body. May I be well. May I be at ease. May I be at peace. May I be well. May I be at peace. May I be at ease. Now to include your loved ones. Can be your parents, your family members. May my loved ones be well, at peace, and at ease. So not just you, the warmth and gentleness include your loved ones. May my loved ones be well, at peace, and at ease. May my loved ones be well, at peace, and at ease. Now include your friends. All your friends. May my friends be well, at peace, and at ease. May my friends be well, at peace and at ease. It's a gift to your friends from you of your good wishes. May my friends be well, at peace and at ease. Now I invite you to include all the participants in this retreat. May all the participants in this retreat be well, at peace and at ease. This weekend you have been on a journey of discovery of practice, of spiritual practice together. May all the participants be well, at peace, and at ease. May all the participants be well, at peace, and at ease. Now expand your kindness, your peace, your good wishes to all the volunteers, managers, including Christina, all the people in the kitchen, all those people to make this retreat possible. May all the volunteers be well, at peace and at ease. Sincerely send them your good wishes and your appreciation from 
making this retreat possible, including all the people who offer dana. They might not know us, but they are so happy to come here to support us. So may all the people who offer dana and all the volunteers be well at peace as it is. Now keep expanding our good wishes to all the beings at Jhana Grove, whether they are kangaroos or snakes or the trees or the birds, may all beings in Jhana Grove be well at peace and at ease. They are part of this possibility for us to be here at peace, surrounded by loving kindness. So we wish them well. May all the beings in Jhana Grove be at peace and at ease. May all the beings in Jhana Grove be well at peace and at ease. Now we keep on expanding to all the people and beings in Budiyana Monastery, which is just across the road. May all the beings in Budiyana Monastery be well at peace and at ease. We keep on watching, widening our circle to the prison farm, to all the hospitals, aged care facilities, and all beings in Perth. Be well, happy, and at ease. May all beings in Perth be well, happy, and at ease. This feeling and sharing of peace and good wishes keep on expanding to all beings in Australia. Be well, at peace and at ease. May all beings in Australia be well, at peace and at ease. We keep expanding our good wishes and sharing our goodwill to all the beings on earth, wherever they are, whether they are at war, a place as cold, a place as happy, we sincerely send them our good wishes and wish them well and share the peace and loving kindness. May all beings on earth be well at peace and at ease. May all beings on earth, be well at peace and at ease. May all beings on earth be well at peace and at ease. We keep on expanding out from the earth throughout the whole universe. 
May all beings be well, at peace, and at ease in all directions. May all beings be well, at peace, and at ease. May all beings be well, at peace, and at ease. May all beings be well at peace and at ease. Without any boundary, include all beings in all directions. May all beings be well, at peace, and at ease. Bring your awareness back to the planet Earth. May all beings on Earth, wherever they are, whatever they are, may they be well, at peace, and at ease. May all beings on Earth, may they be well, at peace and at ease. Now bring awareness back to Australia. May all beings in Australia be well at peace and at ease. May all beings in Australia. May they be well, at peace, and at ease. Now bring awareness back to Perth. May all beings in Perth be well, at peace, and at ease. May all beings in 
and simple. Be well, at peace and at ease. Now back to Jhana Grove. May the all beings here be well, happy, and at ease. May all beings in Jhana Grove be well, at peace, and at ease. And we come back to all the volunteers again. Once again, sincerely send them our good wishes appreciation for all the work that they have done that make this retreat possible. So may all the volunteers, all the people who offer dana, be well, at peace and at ease. And especially for the volunteer that will offer us this uh, skeleton for the retreat. So we include them as well. So may all the volunteers and the people who do for dana be well, at peace and at ease. Now come back to this hall. May all the beings in this hall be well, at peace, and at ease. May all beings in this hall be well, at peace, and at ease. Now to all the participants in this retreat, be well, at peace, and at ease. And we wish all the participants have made another step towards liberation and freedom. Sending all the participants good wishes, love, and happiness and joy. So may all the participants here be well at peace and at ease. Now back to our friends. May all our friends be well, happy and at ease. May all our friends be well, at peace and at ease. Now to our loved ones. May all our loved ones be well, at peace, at ease. May all our loved ones be well, at peace, and at ease. Now back to ourselves. We sincerely wish ourselves well. We did a very good job for our willingness to look into our heart. May I be well. May I be at peace. May I be at ease. 
May the work that I do this weekend be a step closer to liberation and freedom. Now stay in silence. I'm going to channel blessings for everyone. Ayu haru kisampati saga sampati mevachu atu nibana sampati iminate samichatu babachu saba mangalang rakanchu saba devata saba buddha nubhavena Sada soti bawan chute bawa chu saba mangalang rakan chu saba devata saba budan saba damanu bavena sada soti bawan chute bawa chu saba mangalang Rakan chu saba devata saba sangha nubhavena sada soti bhavan chu te. May all of you be well and happy. So now that's the end of the retreat. So I wish all of you well and uh, go home slowly and uh, gently and uh, see you again sometime. And sadu sadu to all of you. Huh. Actually, I've forgotten. We're going to share merits. <laughs> so you can't go away yet. Sorry. So the dedication of merits. It's always great. We have uh, done something wholesome and good work. We share the good work the happiness and joy and peace in our heart with all beings. We did that in the loving-kindness meditation. Now we are going to say that out loud to all beings. And I actually like, I, used to, I still do that. Every time I finish a meditation or a chanting, I always chant the dedication of merits to whoever beings that's around me. Whoever the beings that are, whatever beings that are, are there to receive and want to have a piece of this uh, wholesomeness. So um, we just do it one time. We chant that. May the merits made by me now or at some other time be shared among all beings here. Infinite, immeasurable, by rejoicing in this cause, these gifts of merits given by me, may beings all forever live a happy life, be free from hate, and may they find the path secure. And their good wishes all succeed. Sadhu, 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 sadhu. So the last thing we need to do now is to pay respect to the Buddha 
Dharma and Sangha. Before we